1: wrong. What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being.
0: Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news, For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport, food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Today on the show, I'm happy to welcome Tyler Labine. He is a fellow actor and also big guy. Now you might think, how could two big, rotund actors be friends when they're competitors? No such luck. Tyler is the better man. He got to do the fantastic movie Tucker and Dale versus evil if you haven't seen it I suggest you run out and see it now one of my true heartbreaks of a job I didn't get was Tucker and Dale versus evil I love this movie and Tyler is fantastic in it and we have been friends for years Tyler is here to talk to us about his health and wellness journey and the things he has learned that he uses in his life today you can find him on Instagram at T This exact thing you described, this feeling, this is the feeling, and I might have to explain it, and maybe I talk about this too much. This is the exact feeling that the idea of shopping at Air One gives me.
0: Oh, <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. yeah,
1: No, this feeling of like there's loads of people who want to uh, straighten out their lives with – food, nutrition, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and and it's not easy. There's a lot, and there's so much fucking data and conflicting data, and, like, what are we going to do? And then we're in Los Angeles, and, like, Los Angeles, we're going to get a lot of pressure, like, well – you have to you have to just buy food. It has to be organic, but not yeah. just non GMO organic and raised with like some kind of spiritual vibe too. And Locally, ri- so right, right, crystals right, right. and yeah, yeah, and and by the way, a dozen eggs grass is twenty dollars. Grass finished, yes, oh, yes, like yeah. God forbid it's only gotten grass on one end. Yeah, you. Can, that's you not good. It's oxidized a certain way. This is mm-hmm. not good. And then Paige, who's my wife's best friend, and their whole clique of girls who are super into this stuff. By the way, she probably has some kind of like members' rewards card for Erwan, so yeah. I'm going to shit on it as much as possible. Erwan, not me, Erwan would to,
0: never stoop so low. Okay, clear, whatever it is, do not me. she's they don't got have a membership okay, cards, okay so. plat, <laughs> Like
1: a black card, a <laughs> black yeah, Erwan yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, she knows the shoppers' names. yeah. It's like she a millionaires' in, club. Yeah. That's right, not yes. Me. Let's yes, be clear. okay. I, I'll go to Erewhon. You've if given I, up if... Erewhon during COVID. No, 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 we no. had this conversation. She no, no. is posturing. I'm a Whole Foods person, yeah. oh, okay. and I've gone just down to Sprouts during COVID. Is Sprouts not save. fancy? It's just I not... love Sprouts, by the way. Thank oh my God. God. I, I think yeah.
0: Sprouts is fantastic Sprouts, as well. is right.
1: Right. what a place. This opens mean... a whole new world sprouts for me. Is, is, like is it not Trader just Joe's Kardashians and Sprouts? No, it's way not Erewhon. Erewhon is the Kardashians. Sprouts is you and me.
0: Really? Yes. But well, COVID brought even the Kardashians down to sprouts, I'm sure. <laughs> right. At least on one occasion, I'm yeah. sure. You could catch the Kardashians. Anyway, don't include me
1: in the air one. Okay. My, anyway, Sorry. my point is I look at, like, some of the stuff that was pushed on me as a kid, and it is in order to lose weight and get healthy, yeah. it's really expensive. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I just go, fuck, that's not – like, if I can even do that in literal terms, mm-hmm. if my bank account will allow me to do <laughs> right, that yeah. – Okay. Do
0: you want to though?
1: I don't really want to, and then I don't want to be a part of a movement that says this is what this is a requirement. Like wealth is a requirement yeah, for health. To Fuck be he- that.
0: Wealth is a requirement for health. That's so funny, man. It is a racket. Like it's a full. I mean, it might be the biggest racket. Fit, yeah. Fitness and health. It's like porn now. I mean, it's like it's being sold you everywhere you look. the The image, the 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 right diet, the right way to do it, but it's all like it's all going to cost you. Yeah. You know, that's what I thought was really cool about what you've been doing is like more just by example. You're just leading by example and showing people like, hey, look what I did. You're yeah, not like, hey, I'm... try this no. program. Yeah. Listen,
1: in my heart, I want to say like, if you want to play video games, I support you. Yeah. I'm into it. Like, I can totally get into a place. where I love playing video games. I've been banned from playing video games in my house because I loved oh, them okay. so much. Like For I, me, it has
0: to be OG NES. That's the only thing I'm I am into play. it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and the body that I associate with you needing to have to pull off playing video games, just some hand strength. Yeah. That's it. You got the forearms for it, man. I got the forearms for it. I could crush video games and let the rest go to shit. Right. And just maybe do the captains of crush grip. That's work. why I
0: like the OG NES. There's a lot of the, like, everything had to do with the button dexterity. Yeah. 30. And that yeah. works the forearms. Absolutely. It's not just thumbs.
1: Thumbs, what are thumbs?
0: God, do? your forearms just dwarf my entire arm. Look at those.
1: They're good forearms. Oh. <laughs> they're, uh, they're good But I, I never even got to this. I'm doing, I am being put into a computer right now for work, which is super yeah, weird. You're being digitally captured. They don't know hair. They don't understand hair, no. why I had to shave. Hair which confuses is, the robots. It's so demoralizing. <laughs> I then said to my wife, like... Never going to get an opportunity like this again to rationalize this. But why don't I do the full wax? That's why my forearms look so good. They're waxed waxed.
0: all. But you got to keep the brows.
1: Yes. Apparently, the computer (laughs) can understand the brows.
0: There must be some weird eyebrow algorithm they 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 established early on. No one's going to shave their eyebrows. We have. There's never going to have any fucking luck with that. Get the eyebrows nailed down. But Tyler,
1: you've thrown such a chink in my armor. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even have that argument with anybody. They were just yeah. like, You need to shave. And I said, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it crushed my soul <laughs> shaving. And the fact that I had these on my face, these eyebrows. Yeah. Why aren't those confusing? Right. I think you got. I think you got bamboozled, man. Uh, I think I'm growing my beard for the next <laughs> round of computer. Oh, you nonsense. have to keep it on. You have to keep going.
0: They didn't just like get a bunch of like stock footage of Ethan Suplee and they like, do it. No, could...
1: no, it was very scary. So we did a day, like a very long day yeah. of like now move a little bit. Now we're going to capture that. Hold it. Hold, yeah, no, all this I shot stuff. a whole movie that way. Uh, was yeah. it awful?
0: Yeah, it, it was the first uh, Planet of the Apes that right. Franco and we had all these huge fight scenes with monkeys. They did this. This, like three prong digital approach, and we'd have to like reenact the scenes on a gimbal, yeah, and a green screen behind
1: us. Every single movement, it's every so facial weird, expression, right? It's so weird, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. not into it, and I also feel like once the computer has you, yeah, are you needed anymore? Not really, <laughs> yeah.
0: But we should maintain that you are
1: needed. I think we should, because otherwise, we're not. Then we're, we needed for what, what are, are we doing? doing right? yeah. What's our life? What do we mean? They made, they
0: made a movie about that. Yeah, um, but you. Uh, you get to be in a video game. Right. Yes. So there's all
1: these like hair negatives. Uh, well, I will say I'm not hating the waxed arms. It's I pretty
0: actually, I think pretty it, good. it looks pretty good, man. Yeah. The, I don't miss that. It's got a nice hair. shine. It's got a nice sheen.
1: I mean, it's yeah. When I didn't, I've never like, I couldn't just do that on my own. Like, honey, I'm going to go get a wax. I'm going to wax my arms <laughs> in my chest. What kind of, what is that? That's weird. But but I don't but, know. I don't know, man. Just hearing you say it, I think it's like it's a thing now. <laughs> if if you just say, oh, "Let's give everyone
0: permission out there,"
1: yeah, we can all do whatever. You can get the fuck waxed if you yeah. want. You can if get you your arms waxed.
0: Ethan is is walking, talking proof that I, it looks good. But
1: I think more than anything, I'm coming out as a guy who enjoys the wax. Hairless, Does it hurt? Yeah, no, it's miserable. But but then it's way worth it. You yeah. did your whole body. I did my upper I mean, body. <laughs> yeah, let's other than my head, mm-hmm. which I guess. You know, I kind of did because I shaved everything except yeah. the eyebrows. Really th- thrown the logic off here.
0: I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to throw such a huge wrench in your hair game. But yeah. The, the, the eyebrows. I was like, that doesn't. Cause that, that's a fairly bushy brow you have. It's a legit brow. I mean, <laughs> those are like little eye. Those are like little above your eye beards. Yeah.
1: Every now and again, a kid will come up to me and pinch a hair off, mm. and then show me that it's like this insanely long hair, and say, "You're yeah. welcome." I'm getting old man brows, man. Yeah. I'm starting to get the Eugene Levy, sort of, of
0: Martin Scorsese brows. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate it. Uh,
1: no, I like a good brow. Yeah. I, but I like a good beard too, and that's yeah. now gone, maybe for no reason.
0: I just trimmed mine. It was I had the good COVID beard? It was like it was yeah. like nice and long and thick. And then I just I shaved my head, and I was like, God, oh, the beard! It just looks weird. It look, it, I didn't like that look. I don't know if you have yours
1: beard and shaved, shaved head and
0: then big beard.
1: I feel that I look yeah. a lot like Shel Silverstein. Yeah, and <laughs> he was a creepy looking good. dude. Yeah, man. he sure was. For the most
0: prolific children's author of all it's, time, it's he an should odd have one. someone should have like kept him off the back of those yeah. those, those sleeves. Wear like, a
1: hat. Grow your hair. Do something, do something. Shave else. the beard. Yeah. And then looking like him is really like, Oof, this is yeah. not great. But yeah. I'm going to grow a giant beard, and it was it was time to shave my head. Yeah. I I don't know what I was holding on to.
0: I feel like the head shaved, full beard thing, kind of puts you into like, like gay biker mode pretty yeah. quick. You know what I mean? Like, but also just or just biker mode, right? But it's like that. I think my, my brother did it well. He, everyone in my family is bald except for me, and they, my dad. Had a big beard. Then he went down to, like, just the mustache. Then he had, like, a handlebar. And then my little brother shaved his head and grew a huge beard. It was just, like, it was undeniable that he fit right into the bear club. You know, I was know. like, look at that.
1: Yeah. I could see it. That's what I sense, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to escape it, but I don't know what my other options are. It's not a bad look. I
0: mean, honestly, who yeah, cares? Yeah, it works
1: you... for them. Yeah. I, could, I, yeah. I could be a gay icon. I mean, That's I, what I'm you, pro- you probably have all. been ogled <laughs> yes, by many, many a bear in yeah. your life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. at points. <laughs> um, yeah, so back to the food. I, I just don't – the idea that we set these standards and go, like, you have to be – I just don't think it's right. I don't think it's true either. It's not. That's the thing. I mean, the the, the whole racket is like
0: it's, – it's like politics. It's like it's an illusion that we all have to sort of buy into right. or the whole system –
1: Apparently crumbles, you know? It's bullshit. Wow. He just opened a magical door that Paige is going to try and shut. Oh, yeah. But (laughs) I totally agree with you. Politics, money. Money, yeah. It's all just a weird idea. Yeah.
0: Well, like, I was talking to my friend the other night about, like, Sorry, no. You, you it's took fine. a big breath to say no, something it's, there. I it's, just...
1: a, it's a little joke. No, I was I was breathing because he didn't get deep into politics. It's a it's a joke that I'm I'm, going, I'm shutting down politics. Yeah. But no. we
0: we don't need. To, I'm not going to talk politics. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not major into that. I would just say tear it all down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, let's start over again. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's it. That's yeah. a, that's, that's my let's position. Fresh, the experiment
0: yeah. didn't work. Yeah. Let's right. <laughs> we'll 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 do over. We got to do over. The work in progress has stopped progressing. So video game reset. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, Just make sure you save. Right. We, might, we might need to go back to right. it. But no, I was talking to my friend about like like the, 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 the underlying drive between any of the – behind any of these things that we, we are forced to like buy into is this fear, right? Like we're from, we're, it's like fear-mongering everywhere you look. But then like what are we actually afraid of? Like what is the – like why are people afraid of equanimity right now? Why are people afraid of – you know, why are people afraid to go and lose weight on their own or just do what they think is sensible – without being given permission or being sold a, a, like a product or whatever. What's the, what's the fear? And then if you look past that fear, like it, it just, it, it boggles my mind. Like what they, how do they know is, here's what I'm saying. Have we been raised in this fear mongering society for so long that we don't know how to function without the fear or, or is there a genuine sort of like we actually have this fear and they play on it and they market it to us or do they create the fear in the beginning? Like have you right. been living with this idea of what you should look like or how you should be or how much money you should make your whole life, or have you do they just market do they market really well?
1: I think it might be a little bit of both. I think they market real well. Yeah. And I think they they kind of weave together a fabricated quote unquote truth for us mm-hmm. that is that just go you know, the billboards become the foundation of our lives. God, basically. I wish it
0: was just billboards. Right. You no, I mean, yeah, yes, like, all like, of it, uh, the social
1: w- media, everything, all, it, it all falls into it. But I then also think that there's some part of us genetically that are herd creatures. Yeah. And so if the group is jumping off the cliff, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lemmings, we're, we're, we're jumping off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. And if, And it's hard to go, like, let's step outside of what the group is doing and Uh go, like, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm not going to do that. Because once the herd goes off the cliff, you're alone. What the fuck are you doing now here alone? That's a
0: fearful place, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a little mm
1: -hmm. bit of both. But it is two forces that definitely kind of dictate what we do. Yeah.
0: And it's like we're so afraid of, like, no precedent. Yeah. You know, like, if it hasn't been tried, tested, and true, I can't possibly figure this out on my own. Right. Right? But that's that's fear-mongering, too that's like we've been taught that like you have to you have to learn everything from somebody else you yeah. have to you have to be shown how to do everything and it drives me nuts but it's uh it's an interesting little conundrum especially in the fitness industry Oof. because we really are marketed an image so heavily And, like, I went vegetarian, like, eight months ago. I'm not anymore. Like, three weeks ago, I decided to go back on meat. But I did it more as, like, a rebellion against, like, this idea that if you don't eat meat, you're not a man. Right. And it's the reverse for women. It's like, you should eat less meat. Eat dainty. Eat this, you know, salad for lunch or do whatever. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. How does my meat consumption. Right. How did that get intertwined with my masculinity? Yeah. At what point. Does that make any sense? I don't understand that,
1: I think anthropologically it goes back to like who's hunting sure. and who's sitting around the fire with the kids? Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like, hey, who's
0: eating the most of that right around the fire it was no. like who got the
1: meat, Sure, yeah, you bring the meat back, and I think I mean, I don't know i'm i've not I've not been a uh... a caveman, yes, <laughs> not not this go around at least and i but I picture you know, you're in the field. You take a little sliver of the heart or the liver and you and the other dudes who caught the thing or maybe there's a chick out there too and you share that, you get a bite of it and it's like, yeah, blood, more vitality. <laughs> then you take it back and the and the gals who are home with the kids who are maybe going to dress it and cook it, yeah. they're really eating the back straps and all the prime cuts because they're yeah. going to serve you the hooves right. at the end of the day.
0: right. But we got to have, like, this real ritualistic eating of the liver out in the field. Yeah. Or the heart. And I... Oh, I wh- went to
1: the wh- Whatever plant. it is. Maybe yeah. it was just like the... You know, I think on a bear, it's like the the gall. The, the, there's some... The gallbladder is there's really... There's like a thing with
0: every animal, surprised. isn't there? Like, yeah. you got to eat this thing. It's virility. It's like, yeah. So I guess that goes back to that, like the idea of eating the life of another thing, is right? Like, uh, but why? By the just way, masculine? I'm
1: making this up. I don't know if that's true. You shouldn't
0: have said that. I'm just you had me in your fear <laughs> web. You had me. <laughs> yeah. tra- Here's totally what it I- is:
1: men eat meat.
0: I'm gonna go home and write a dissertation on this conversation. Yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: I don't know, but that's what I that's what I imagine. But at the same time, like, there's no innate truth to that. No. There were certainly civilizations where the women were hunting and the dudes yes. were hanging out with kids.
0: Well, and, like, you know, I think a lot of people watched that um, Game Changer documentary, on uh, which made me kind of tip over the falls with the vegetarianism. The fact that, like, gladiators were vegetarians, you know, like, these these historically regarded, you know, tough guys were, like, eating vegetarian because it helped them heal quicker and, and perform better, and, yeah. and you know. So it's, like, it's more of a modern construct, this idea. Yeah. It's, like, I think fast food has... They put a lot of money into that. You know, they've banked on that a lot. Like burgers. Yeah. Go fuck a hamburger. You'll yeah. You're more of a dude. Like, you know, it's like eat a quadruple cheeseburger yeah. and you're more of a man. Like, there's been direct marketing campaigns to like, to a detrimental degree for our health, obviously, but like, it, like squarely targeted at your masculinity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the and or then skinny vodka. Skinny. Vodka skinny, vodka. skinny oh, for the yes, ladies, the skinny like skinny margarita. Fuck oh And that gal made a billion dollars a off skinny of margaritas. Yeah. What a smart just, idea. Just
0: fucking. Put the word "skinny" in front of anything. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. yeah. I w- I want to sell skinny fat. That's a thing. Skinny right? fat. Skinny fat. Yeah. Just be skinny mm-hmm. fat, and it means right. nothing. I you call can myself. Be whatever you I call want. myself fit fat. Fit fat. Yeah. Fit yeah. fat. Yeah.
0: Fit yeah. fat. fat is good. I, 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 want, I wanted like that to be fit my fit nickname, fat. like around the gym, like "What's up, fit fat?" But <laughs> <laughs> it never it never took. It never took.
1: <laughs> well, how did you feel uh, being vegetarian? For That's these a good months? question. Like, how would you feel?
0: It, almost eight months. It was um. So I had been dealing with a lot of, like, I work out, I don't think anyone works out as hard as this guy, but I work out really hard. I work out really hard. And it kind of always been, like, okay with being fit fat. Like, it, I almost, like, have convinced myself that it's, like, a strategy, like, for my career. Like, yeah, I can feel really good because I feel fit, really fit. But, you know, people hire me more when I'm a little, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this, man. There's a, there was a point where people were like, well, don't. Don't change. Yeah. Be
1: fat. We love you fat. We like those 20 pounds. Yeah. We want, you know,
0: yeah, it was much more than that. So I decided after watching Game Changers, I was like, I want to push through to that next level of fitness. You know, like it can't be good to be wearing a 30 pound, you know, weight on my, on my stomach. So I really was like kind of before heading into it was really checking in with my body and how I felt. And I had like a lot of clicks and pops and I had a lot of like, I thought I had like tennis elbow. I, I had, like, hurt myself doing pull-ups one day, like, months before, and it just wouldn't heal, and my ankle was kind of screwed. And I had this, like, clicking in my left knee. It was, like, there for two years. Didn't hurt necessarily, but just kind of sounded like sand in my—you <laughs> know what I mean? I'd go down to a squat, and it'd be like— Yes. Yeah, it's, it just happens, I guess. But I—within three weeks of going totally plant-based, I, this went away, the elbow thing. The clicking in the knee went away. My ankle healed up within, like, two weeks. I mean, after—so, five weeks— I almost had to like check myself and be like, is, did you create these injuries? Right. And now you're like, you have, you've given yourself permission, like, ah, vegetarianism yeah. will heal you. Or did it really, because of the inflammation? I think it really, like, I just wasn't in pain like that. And then something really interesting happened was that like I stopped needing stimulants in the morning. And I still don't really, I don't drink coffee, but I'd always like a little pre workout or I have these like vegan protein shakes that have a little kick in them. And I stopped needing that to go to the gym and was working out way harder in the gym and getting way more results. Um, and then I went back on meat, like I said, like four, three, four weeks ago. And I just kind of got doughy and inflamed again. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like if you look at my Instagram, when I, like, when I was back in New York shooting the show and I was really into the vegetarianism and working out, I was starting to get like kind of cut like i was starting to get like the
1: i mean listen let me just say i we haven't seen each other in person in a long yeah, time yeah. i think you look fantastic thanks i man. really thank do you. Yes. you too thank you <laughs> i think well, but i think you you have undergone a change certainly i have
0: i've lost a lot of weight like i used to hover around 295 that was sort of my like yeah that was like my at the height of my career honestly i was like the biggest i'd ever been and people were just like more more of yeah, that. we guy. love it this is yeah. great yeah you know and uh and so i i sort of like Having kids, I mean, my daughter really, I was like, I can't, I don't want to be a 300 pound dad who just like barely gets through the day. You know, like I think that's a big motivation for a lot of people. You just, you kind of start feeling like, well, there's got to be something, a better way to feel than this. So I started doing that like eight years ago, I guess, like meeting with a, nine years ago, meeting with a trainer and doing that. And it's been this really slow up and down kind of thing. But then the last like two years, I really kind of like figured out a little bit more balance I've been sober now for almost three years, which is a big thing for me. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, like totally clean and sober. Um, and just like slow and steady. You know, like I'm not in a rush anymore. I'm not, I think you know, I'm 42. Like uh, my trainer even at one point was like, what are you doing? Right. Why are you doing that? Like, why are you back yeah. squatting 350? Like, You don't need you, to. You don't need to do that, yeah. man. Like, just relax. Just,
1: no, you just leg press it. Push yeah, back <laughs> <squat>. <laughs> just fucking leg press <laughs> yeah. it, man.
0: I never, I never do the leg
1: presses (laughs) because we look at it and we go, "I'll get that on the back." I get squat. yeah, Yeah. no problem. And but then your knees feel like sand and they're in their grind. I I am, I am unfortunately not a big fan of real squats.
0: No, I love them. I do squats all the time. My legs are kind of my favorite muscle. On my, you got your forearms. I got my legs. I got tree trunks. I would trade forearms for legs (laughs) any day of the week. You got big legs, don't you?
1: I got big legs, but I also got a lot of loose skin.
0: Well, that's – I mean, that's something I wondered about you, man. Like, because you – at your biggest – like, what were you? Gigantic. 550. 550, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I saw you today. I remember, like, I've I've always been kind of like – I'm very fond of you. And I was was like, oh, I remember even back when we were kids. I was like, oh, Ethan's rad, man. But I remember you because – you were big, but I remember thinking that you were, like, six foot five. Right. I remember thinking, like, you were just, like, this house of a guy.
1: I think I have mm-hmm. lost a couple of inches on my height, honestly. And when I really go into it, I'm like, well, maybe I had fat on the bottom of my feet. But I really, <laughs> maybe, I have, maybe. I've, I've gotten shorter. I was, like, six two at one point. Yeah. And now I might be just six feet.
0: Yeah, because I'm, I'm six. And so when I came in and gave you a, a hug. Equal. Not that we hugged. No. Um, COVID. I was like, I think we're, we're right around the same size. Yeah. yeah, but, um, yeah, I—, I the skin, it, do- it doesn't seem like you have
1: issues well, here. I had a surgery to remove You did do this. it, okay. Yes, yeah. and then I gained weight and stretched it all out again. So I do have some loose skin. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have my legs done. I didn't have my arms done, so I have loose skin here. It's not bad, though, man. Like, I've seen... I mean, it's not great. Look yeah,
0: but I mean, compared to, like so i'm not i don't not that i want to like knock on people who have loose skin but like i've seen some pretty pretty bad examples of that you know
1: it can be bad I, the the tummy skin yeah. was crazy and i have a friend who who hasn't had that surgery and has a ton of loose skin yeah. and is out there going like nope, this is what it is yeah. and i'm going to take my shirt off every day and this is what happens <laughs> that's what my body is yeah, yeah. that's and cool it's man. great yeah
0: i mean look it's all a matter of choice obviously personal right. preference but like That's that's like that's pretty badass too. Just being like, "Fuck you." I agree. This is me. It's still me. This is my it's my skin, you know. and that it hurts, right? Like it's a painful recovery, isn't it?
1: From the surgery? Yeah, nightmare.
0: Yeah, I heard it was. It's just like we did an episode on the show last season about a woman who like had this like crazy amount of loose skin, and she like contemplated suicide. It was all this stuff, and then we did the surgery in the show and kind of represented just how horrible the recovery is too it's,
1: i mean listen we had a we we just interviewed a doctor about who's a loose skin surgeon yeah and i mean i'm telling you dude i had always had like i will never do something like that again because it was so horrific but after talking to this guy i'm almost like geez what could he do for me i want to go see him because he was like nope within two weeks you'll be moving around and and then you'll be back in the gym in six weeks i yeah. think he said mm-hmm. right which yeah. My recovery was nothing like that. Um I also did this 15 years ago. Oh shit! It and was that long ago? It right? was a long time ago. Yeah. And 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 then I started to get active too early. Fell down, tore myself open. Like it was a it was every disaster you, you just could said. Imagine. My
0: absolute the thing that I went to is the worst case scenario. I did it. <laughs> like wouldn't you just like pop open again? Like you that's did. that's yeah. the gross. Like, image in my mind is, like, splitting yourself back over. Yeah,
1: and guess what? When you do that, because it was a severe split. It's going to get worse They don't sew it up. You get something called a wound vacuum that basically just draws moisture away from it until it naturally scars over. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, real bad, really bad. I don't understand the reasoning behind that, like— It's just bad to resew it,
0: or like the scar will be
1: worse. Or like I did, I didn't ask them. I was so in shock, like the week that this happened. I went from really overly anxious about doing the surgery to way over anxious afterwards. To I'm a sober person, and now I'm full of narcotics. Yeah. Oh, you're sober too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And like the last surgery I had, I had uh, I ruptured my bicep tendon, and just. Because Damn, I had had such a bad experience with narcotic pain medication, I did this with no, no pain medication, nothing. That's and in so fact, nuts, dude. I, I, having the surgery, <clears throat> I said, "You cannot give me opiates." Yeah, and it hurt real bad. Yeah, man. Like I, like I said, I just had an elective
0: surgery, and yeah. I've been sober for almost three years. And uh, that was a huge thing I was talking about with my dudes, like in the, the fellowshipping. You know. Yeah. I was just like, "What do I do, man?" Like it's a pretty painful recovery. They wanted to give me some hydrocodone, yeah, and some Celebrex. Just sure. the names, I love it, man. Celebrex, yeah. fuck <laughs>
1: off, because it sounds like a feel. Oh, what and a joy- joyful, yeah.
0: beautiful, like we can share this moment. Celebrex, yeah. Um, it also kind of sounds like sex, which isn't coincidental, <laughs> I don't think. But we, uh, I, I decided I was going to take the prescribed medication because I was like, you know, it's prescribed. I never had a real narcotics problem, but I, I mean, that's not true. I did a little bit, but. Mostly alcohol for me. And everyone in the group was kind of like, yeah, do it. And then I got one hydrocodone in my body, and my body just rejected it. Really? It was just like, you go throw up right now. That I got so nauseous. I got so dizzy. It, not just dizzy. I had, like, fuzzy face. You know that feeling? Yeah. Where it's, like, inescapable. Cold sweats. And I was like, oh, it's the hydrocodone. So I went and made myself throw up and then just took Tylenol. Yeah your body just, at a certain point, is like, we made a deal.
1: We're done with this. <laughs> We made a yeah. deal, yeah. Yeah. dude. I don't care what anymore. kind of pain we're in, yeah. you, don't you don't get, get to put get that it, stuff yeah. in me anymore. And But Tylenol yeah. was very helpful. Tylenol and Advil and like... like handfuls. Yeah, of <laughs> give it to me, put it in yeah. me. And then yeah. it just basically goes from a very sharp pain to a Dull pain that you yeah, can get through, which
0: I can get. Not, I mean, look, we, we've both abused the hell out of our bodies. Yes, and then with working out too. Like I've gone. I mean, I went through. Like I thought I was going to be a competitive lifter at one point. I was like, yeah, yeah. at like thirty-seven do years do old, like I can do this. You know, I'm just ripping my body into shreds and like tearing up my back. That was the bad one for me. My knees and my back. But like, we we can with we can withstand some pain, man. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: you really can. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. So I had every disaster with skin Jeez. surgery ever, and then we had this dude in here who was so like, "I am an artist. I will make you perfect. This is my job. I am not a butcher. Yeah, any any veterinarian can cut skin off you and sew you back together." Right, right, and right. that, and then I was suddenly like, "That's what happened to me." <laughs> yeah, you got. Was I like, was in a butchery. It's
0: like the Joker. Yeah, you know, it's crazy though that like I, I'm wondering. Because I'm I'm starting this new program, like I said, which I want to talk about in a, in a minute, where it's the goal now is to go from to, like a really comfortable two thirty five, two thirty 230, to like one ninety five, which Ooh. is a big big loss. Yeah, I've I I haven't been one ninety five since I was like twenty one years old, twenty two years old. Before I moved to Hollywood, I was like, you're yeah. gonna lose all this weight. Um, I looked horrible. I was on like hydroxycut and like you know just all that stuff, all these like thermogenic boosters and yeah. just. Fucked with my heart, but um, so I'm. I'm not totally certain. I'm not going to be left with some some skin, not my arms and stuff. But this is pretty. Like it already. I think a lot of this might be. Some of it might be skin. It hangs funny. I can see muscle underneath it if I move it the right way. So I'm like, oh,
1: you might be, but <laughs> I'm looking at you, and I don't think it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, listen, dude. I, the skin that I had, yeah. I like. What I have now, I wouldn't have surgery for right. the loose skin on my yeah. stomach. And again, maybe you do this and you go like, no, I want to get this off. I mean,
0: I don't think so. I, I also don't really care about the like the. – I'm not like, I got to get washboard abs. Or, yeah. And I have stretch marks like crazy all over yeah. my body. And I'm kind of like, I like them. Yeah. It's not bad. You know what I mean? I'm, they just kind of look like I got abducted by an alien. Yeah. And they did a bunch of experiments on me. They're like, cool scars, you know? But yeah, I, I've thought about that just like if, if I did lose – I mean like going from 3 300 initially down to like 195. Yeah. It's a big transformation, but I did it so slow that I think my skin's had time to to, to snap chill back. out, yeah. yeah. But I if I can plug my buddies. Yes, thing please. For a tell, what are yeah. you doing? So my my buddy uh, Ben Gustafson up in Canada in BC. He is like a family member. I've I've known him forever and he was a professional chef in Vancouver, like a really hot shit kind of chef and he got really badly addicted to did some drugs and some painkillers and he fucked up his knee and then he got addicted to those painkillers he ended up kind of having to leave the industry and then went on this like sober journey to become a fitness trainer like of like a really really expert like he just I mean you should see this guy he's in like unbelievable shape and he started this company called Lift to Rise Fitness and uh him and his wife own it together and and uh, he's just he, he's so he's a professional chef He's also uh, been a addiction counselor for eight years now, uh, and he's also a, a professional trainer. And so he took all of those elements and was like, you know what? I think the main thing that happens with people is like the growth from the inside gets sort of looked over. You know, no, no one really cares about that. It's like, hey, get results fast. So he's incorporated the counseling which I, I was like blown away by that. He's like, yeah, when you sign up for the program, you get like 12 weeks of counseling with me. Wow. And it's it's not like we don't have to go into like – that's for a therapist. I'm going to talk to you about some pretty fundamental easy things to recognize in yourself. Like it's the who and the, and, the, and, the, and the what and the why and all these things of your fitness journey. So I'm just starting that. And then as a chef, he basically was like, look, there is this fallacy like we're talking about that like you can't do this. I'm just going to give you recipes from my book and you go make them and you can, you can fuck around and substitute what you want. But like, it's tasty, really good food because I think that's another thing a lot of us go like, oh shit, I don't want to eat, you know, rabbit food all day or whatever you want to call it. Flavorless uh, shit. Well, I guess shit would taste like shit, but (laughs) flavorless food. It's highly flavorful. (laughs) It's highly. If you like the flavor of shit, you're you're going to love love eating shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he's put this like all three of his kind of fields of expertise into this program, and uh, so far so good, man. Like it's it's only been a few days, but like the food is delicious, the counseling is rad, and that that part really appeals to me the most. Because there is a, a huge mental element, a, a or like a psyche element involved, psychiatric, I guess, in weight loss. Like you. That's where most people get fucked up. It's not the. It's not even the food. It's not the working out. It's, like, the idea that you're not worth it or the idea that you can't visualize that goal or you, you don't think that it's attainable or whatever. You have some trauma from being chubby your whole life or fat your whole life, you know? So he really gets into that. And it's, like, I don't, I'm in such a, like, therapy place in my life right now. I'm, like, in therapy two times a week. I'm AA, like, as many meetings as I can a week. And I was like, yeah, pile pile it on, man. Some more counseling.
1: It sounds incredible. Yeah. I think think it's so spot on with like uh, handling your mind, Mm -hmm. whatever whatever it is that's getting in your way or whatever you're coming against that is going to slow you down or stop your progress. Yeah. That's got to be dealt with. Yeah. And then the fact that he's a chef, like I know for me, I'll get into a routine where it's like. This week, I'm just eating chicken and rice and vegetables. Yeah. And yeah. I'll make it on Sunday. But I did that
0: yesterday. Yeah. I made all my food for the all week. Of and I was it. like, yo yeah. oh.
1: By the time you get to Friday, you're like, I need to eat something else. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and But then I, I'm happy to switch it. But if I get a recipe that is not incredibly complicated, that works with my diet. Mm-hmm. Like I saw this, my friend, Charlie, he goes by Char- Charlton Banks on Instagram. He showed me how to make a uh, a low fat cheeseburger. Nice. And I hadn't eaten a cheeseburger in right. so long, and right. it was on like low calorie bread. And I'm sure it tastes nothing like McDonald's. Who gives a shit? It doesn't McDonald's matter. Is terrible yeah. man. Yeah. It had low cal ketchup, fat free cheese, super. Lean ground beef, and it just (laughs) looked so good. And I made one, and it was like, This is fucking magical. And it's in your mind, you're like fucking McDonald's, man. It's as good as McDonald's for me. That kind of thing can keep a person going,
0: absolutely, man. And that's another thing about the program that my buddy has put together is he's like, Look, we're not, it's not about total abstinence from like flavor or food or like variety. It's like, it's in a lot of ways, it's helping you build. A, just a better relationship with food and your portions and what, you know, when you eat in the day and all, I mean all that stuff we hear all the time, but like, I think we just kind of get hung up on like, yeah, but what, what is that? What's yeah. the thing you're telling me that I should control the portion of, right? You know? And he's like, well here. And then on the, yeah, the counseling, I can't even, I cannot say enough about that idea. And I'm sure a lot of people are hip to that already, but like not readily available as like a program. You can like a pre assembled sort of program you can buy. And I, I, I told him I'd plug it. So it's if it's uh, a fit to rise, lift, lift to rise. To, sorry, lift lift, lift to, to rise. rise. And they have they're on Facebook. Check them out. And they have this like awesome sort of low cost foundational program called Tighter Tummy. And again, they don't totally focus on like, hey, you gotta get those abs or whatever. Right. It's more about an overall lifestyle, but they still trying to compete in a That's competitive awesome. market, you know, so Tater yeah. Tummy. I can't wait yeah. to check that out. Yeah. That is
1: awesome. And so you're <clears throat> doing that program. Yeah, I'm and
0: I I'm, 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 we're actually – him and I have been together, like working together on developing lots of uh, TV ideas over the years. And we're going to kind of turn the whole thing into a, a bit of a reality TV program, I think. And I'm going to be like kind of the celebrity mm-hmm. guinea pig. Nice. Just to, to kick it off. And he's got a thing called uh, Coach's Kitchen that he, he's got on Facebook as well. But like he's just – he's a really enterprising, smart dude. And I feel like, you know – there's there's never a there's never enough of this stuff. You no, know? yeah. There isn't and
1: there's never enough of what
0: you're talking about. Yeah, there's enough of all the other shit.
1: Well, I just think that the market and, and, and it could just be my involvement in this marketplace, but yeah. for me, what I see dominating the market is what you're doing is wrong, you need to do this. Yeah. And and that position over and yeah. over from from wildly different positions. Yeah, but it's all that's what I see over and over, and I just go like, "Fuck, man, this thing where the dude's giving you recipes and telling you to figure it out a little bit." Like, yeah. I'm sure if somebody likes carbs and doesn't like fat, they can do that. And if they like, oh So he has, he has a swap carb, out guide. Which there you I was go. Like, oh, like, that's ah, amazing. amazing.
0: It's like a really easy to follow swap out guide for carbs and fats and proteins. Yeah. But also like that you're talking about that shit that we're marketed, man. I can't I I I can't believe some of the shady lowbrow shit that is it's it's packaged so well now. Yeah. It's beautifully done. And it's like, hey, five quick, hey, like it'd be like a guy eating sushi. He's like, you want to eat this too? Yeah. Five quick tips. And then like people are just like, click, 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 it's clickbait. Yeah. But it's your life. Yeah, your life is not clickbait. You know what I mean? Like, there's like a you gotta kind of put some actual work it into it. Into too. Oh, me too, I'm, man. I'm
1: all protein <clears throat> puffs and yeah, all, you know, it's like a cheese it, but it's pure protein and it tastes like cardboard. Sorry, yeah. protein puffs. <laughs> hey, look, as a sponsor. Look, <laughs> if you're
0: if you're if you're looking for that, they do it the best. Yeah, right? but same with like uh, I went really into the vegan protein powder for a while, like so much so that I was like. I decided that it was my saving grace. It was like I have figured out something that other people don't know, and this is I'm gonna I'm gonna do like, like three of these a day, like really buying. And I found one with like a stimulant in it. It's a good it's a good company called Raw Fit. Even though the the, the owner of the company is kind of meshed his like Christian beliefs with his like vegan beliefs, which I kind of find a little off putting. But whatever, man.
1: He can do it. he can do. What I, yeah, Jesus didn't <clears> he. <throat> lamb's only fish that were somehow magical and he
0: did eat a lot uh, of magical foods that's true (laughs) he could just
1: snap fucking bread into existence he could
0: he could snap his fingers
1: over a steak and say this is vegan vegan. yeah um but
0: yeah so i did that i bought and i went nuts and like like have like like a auto shipment every month of like i was like i was like drowning in vegan protein powder and that stuff doesn't help you poop no, not even by a, a like a smidge. No,
1: it kind of. I th- I I always think of it when I take a protein shake, and I always just do. I do whey or casein. And, I can't do either of those. I have a dairy allergy. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's no good. So you have to kind of do that when I do pea I take protein. From, yeah, yeah. I just imagine <laughs> that they go into my muscles and there is no waste (laughs) right right right. you don't you don't
0: metabolize it no it just goes in here maybe
1: pee out some of the water (laughs) that i mixed i hope so yeah i
0: think you probably do right but yeah i I had the same thing with the vegan protein i was just like it's so clean i'm so clean i'm living so clean i was like you're not eating food man (laughs) you're not even (laughs) eating food you're eating pulverized bean dust yeah with some chocolate flavoring and then like coconut milk and then strawberries and bananas yeah. all day. That like, sounds delicious. A, yeah, but it's a terrible
1: diet, it's man. It's not good. I
0: was gaining weight. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just
1: <laughs> drinking all my meals. <laughs> yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
1: United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Are you going to go back to veganism? You know, I was talking to my buddy last night, and I don't know if I'm going to. Huh. Well, let me. Ask I, you I don't this. know if I'll go back to vegan. Like, I, I and I didn't totally get to the vegan. I mean, I'm basically vegan because I have an egg and dairy allergy anyway, and I was not eating meat, so it was like, there's a couple, of, you know, exceptions here and there, but like predominantly vegan. Yeah. It it's kind of the if I'm going vegetarian, I kind of am just vegan. Yeah. So, I feel like I got the problem with me was I got bored. I was like, where's all the stuff? Like, what I can't I can't go out to restaurants with my friends and eat the stuff. I can't like, you know meat is such a like it's such a reward in our mind like oh that's the thing that's the real meal so i stopped thinking that way a lot when i went vegetarian i started finding a lot of other like sort of you know reward type you know proteins and and uh and carbs but it's uh it's i'm not ready to jump into it yet but i think i will yeah. i think i will if the the benefits were so
1: apparent when you intro- when you brought meat back Are you still like tracking what you're eating, or was it just like now that I eat meat, I'm not thinking about diet anymore?
0: I sort of of did that. It it, it happened at the near the end of the quarantine, or well, the quarantine at the end of the well, we're still in the middle of that. It happened uh, happened near the first 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 wave, yeah. Uh, well, recently, right, right before I went back to New York, and uh, honestly, there was this is so dumb, but like, I was like, I'm going back to New York such good food in New York Gotta and pizza get Peter and Luger's uh-huh. takeout. Yeah, exactly, man. Like I wanted you to steak and I missed it. I genuinely missed it. But I think that like the diet, yeah, if I'm being honest, it just it, it
1: the whole thing fell the apart. The whole thing
0: it kind of fell apart. And that so- and that's when I finally cuz I I I was like through the whole COVID pandemic, I was like very active online, being like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna gain any weight. I'm, I'm, I'm like kicking my own ass during COVID, and it was really working, and I was vegan and all this stuff, and then the fucking meat came back in, and I kind of I just stopped.
1: So I would just and like you eat meat, right? I, I yeah. eat pounds of meat every day, <laughs> right? But I, but I'm not, I haven't eaten a steak in a long time mm-hmm. because
0: you're eating lean meats. And yes, yeah. very
1: lean. I would just say and like you can do whatever you want, to, like. You've you've noticed inflammation and stuff come back. Yeah, I would say before you say meat is off the table, try just fine tuning your diet, making sure your calories are yeah. under with a little meat and see how you feel. Yeah, because it could just be that your calories increased. Yeah, and that has caused your body to get absolutely. To have a there was effect.
0: like a complete lack of regard after the, it was like the meat gates opened
1: up, and I was like, <laughs> oh, everything.
0: What yeah. I can eat that now, and, yeah. and I had this weird thing. It was like. To go to get there to get vegetarian, it took a lot of willpower for me. You know, like in the first like month or two, I was like, it's really hard to just stop eating meat. You know, yeah. when you eat meat every meal of the day for forty-two years, and all of a sudden you're like, none of that. It it was like, I'm also addicted to challenges. You know what I mean? I think sure. you're probably the same. Like you're like, yeah, I'll fucking try. Yeah. It. Well, we'll see. yeah. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. yeah I'll show got you this. It's not my for hair. me. Yeah. Yeah. And so it really took a lot for me to get there. And then once I got there, I was like, wow, this is like. For like two, three months, it was like it opened up this whole new world of of possibilities with cooking for me because I also trained as a chef and I was like partially just like you know as a hobbyist, but I was like fascinated with the endless sort of varieties of vegetables and all this stuff. And uh, and then I, when I came to the end, I was really bored of all that. Yeah. And the meat came back in, but then the first time I went to eat meat, I I just couldn't make myself do it. I had like commit, you know, when you committed to this thing. It's really hard to break that commitment, but then also, like, I just conditioned myself so much, and so I still have that. Every time I eat meat, like, I cooked a whole bunch of chicken yesterday for the week and, like, ate some off the grill, and I was like, oh, oh, don't do that. And I, like, slapped my own hand to stop eating chicken. I was (laughs) like, no, this is for me. I cooked this for me. (laughs) Like, it's weird. It's like this – it's like a – yeah, it's like a commitment backlash.
1: I still feel (laughs) that. A a version of that, every time I go to put a bite of rice in my mouth or a bite of pasta or bread, I'm still like... No carbs. I spent so long not eating this stuff that it's like, oh, no, it's okay. I figured it out. I've got a mathematical formula. Let me ask you about that, man.
0: So you you are not carb-free anymore? Yeah, because it's not good, right? That's not a healthy way to...
1: I mean, I don't know. Listen, all I know for sure for myself is that... Initially, when I went carb-free, I lost a ton of weight. Sure. And and it kept coming off. And then there was a point where it stopped coming off, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I had to actually go low-cal carb-free. Yeah. yeah. And so at that point, I started to go, well, maybe it's not just carbs. When I reintroduced carbohydrates, I was able to work out a lot harder. Yeah. And, and the changes in my body in – I was losing weight steadily on low-cal, carb-free, but the increase in protein, the increase in carbohydrates, and the reduction of fat, I saw such a radical change in my abs, basically. Yeah. Really quickly, over the course of, like, six weeks, I was like, oh, this is – I need to do this.
0: Yeah, well, that's another thing with the vegetarian and plant-based sort of phenomenon right now with with bodybuilding and weightlifting is, like – they're just like, no, 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 no. Carbs are a macro for a reason. Like you need, you need carbs, right? You need all, you need all these building blocks. It's like calorie reduction. It's like this, if it sounds so dumb, but like at the end of the day, it's calories in calories out. Like there are ways to food combine and all, you know, times of the day and when you work out and everything, but like, really it's just calories in calories out.
1: Yeah. If the, the, the real funny way to think about it is what, Kind of weight do you want to lose? Yeah, and because we can lose water and yeah. see a, a metric on the scale that's <clears throat> lose muscle less, real fast too. Can man. lose muscle, yeah. And then there's fat, and mm-hmm. and if you want to target fat loss, you gotta maintain muscle, mm-hmm. and you gotta, you know, your your caloric deficit can't be too extreme, or you're gonna tap into the, the muscle. The muscle like yeah, it's, a, it's a kind of a weird balance. And the people who I have found who who have gotten this down to a literal science are bodybuilders. Yeah. Those dudes know how to build muscle and yeah. know how to lose fat. And yeah. that's kind of what they do. They build muscle and fat comes with it and then yeah. they lose fat and hold on they to their They bulk muscle. and then they shred, right? Yeah. <laughs> or this, whatever. Is, yeah. this is they what cut. they do. Yeah. So bulk I'm literally cut. like, I never thought that was super cool, but I think it's pretty super it's cool pretty now. It's pretty amazing
0: that they have, yeah, fine-tuned their, their bodies that way. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that is... I mean, I guess everyone could do it, but it's like that dedication, like your life becomes about your fat loss and increase and my muscle increase. And like, I just don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy, but like, I definitely noticed that when I went to a nutritionist years ago, this guy named Kevin Libby in LA, he's, he's fantastic. And this is after, this is on the heels of like a terrible nutritionist. Who's this dude here? I'm not going to mention him because he's really famous, but like he just fucked my shit up, man. Okay, I, I wanna really want to know it. It. who. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> he, it just was like. Is he also an oncologist? He might. He he's a, he has multiple doctorates, and he creates all of his own supplements yeah, in his lab. I think right now, yeah, he's really famous too. Yeah. Um But he messed me up big time. And then I went to this other nutritionist who was like, "You don't eat enough," and I was like, "I like that. Tell yeah. me more about that." <laughs> And then he put me on this diet where he was like, you have to think of your metabolism, which blew my mind. He was like, your metabolism is like the like the coal t- compartment in an engine There's a fire in there. Right. And like if you're just shoveling barely enough coal to keep the embers going, like it's not dude, you're not going to that train's not going to speed along. It's going to, you know, just going to eventually just like, crawl to a stop. So he's like, you have to stoke your fire all the time and you don't eat food. Like, what's your caloric intake a day? And I was like, at the time I was doing like nineteen hundred calories a day. Six feet, not enough. Two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, you know. And he was like, "Dude, that's ridiculous." And he put me on this like dilator, this like bronchodilator machine that tells you what your resting like caloric burn rate is for the day. And he was like, "If you don't do anything all day, you burn around twenty eight hundred calories a day." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "So you're not you're not only in a nineteen hundred calorie deficit." You're in like a three thirty two hundred calorie deficit, even with the food you're eating, and yeah. I was like,
1: and then if you exercise, <laughs> yeah, which I like do, it's which I lot. do he's yeah. like
0: you're go- you're like you're killing your body, you're not going to lose weight ever you're not going to feel good you're not going to build muscle for sure, so he started having me eat more, and that's kind of stuck with me' it's like eat more, just eat good, yeah, eat, eat clean, eat good, clean food
1: but- I think we can <clears throat> yes, we can, but we can also like I didn't really understand calories for the the longest time because nothing that yeah. none of the diets I tried, it was always like, you know, cut out carbs was the biggest one uh there was one where it was like here's a list of foods you can eat any amount on this list yeah. okay and you know there were carbs on it so i would just eat like bushels of sweet potatoes every right, day and right right you yeah. Know? yeah yeah and rice you can have brown rice and then it was like no brown rice is harder to digest eat white rice so i know like, there was a whole weird brown rice white rice movement yeah there there's a minute. battle and yeah. like i'm picturing like somebody in a company somewhere <laughs> going like we gotta fuck those brown <clears throat> rice people it's all about white rice we're gonna make yeah, a profit yeah, here. yeah yeah Something like that is probably true. It was
0: a racket as well, man. Yeah. It was a full racket. We never know the full
1: scope. But so I never, until a couple of years ago, I ever thought about calories. They, the idea that, like, my body needed a certain amount of food for the mm-hmm. day didn't exist for me.
0: Yeah. we a- were just about, like, what do I eliminate?
1: What do I eat more of? Yes. What do I eat less of? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And And – even though i would go like oh i'm eating too much because i've eliminated everything i'm allowed to eat as much bacon as i want and i'm still gaining weight this doesn't make sense i right, need to reduce right, right. a pound of bacon a day yeah. you know something like that oh god
0: man yeah i did i did paleo atkins uh tried keto a little bit in the beginning and it just all, especially in the uh, man crossfit community yeah jesus it was a cult man everyone was like yeah. you're not you're not paleo you can't come into this box yeah <laughs> Like all right, I'll, let me go. I'll I'll take care of this.
1: I did CrossFit for uh, you know, I I had been racing bicycles and I was super into it. Yeah, that's sort it. of your was your big thing, right? I yeah. then discovered rowing machines and uh, I was like, our rowing machines I are glorious. I love blowing. rowing. Yeah. I'm a rowing ace." And and they have this at CrossFit, so I was like, yeah. "Oh, these are these are my people." And I went to one a block away from a Whole Foods, and at the Whole Foods, they had a breakfast bar that had one giant tub of bacon. Right. right. And you had to get there at 5 a.m. because at 5.15, all, all the CrossFit people CrossFit came and the bacon man. was gone. Uh, it's
0: so – I
1: mean, there's –
0: where I used to uh, – I lived in Venice at like uh, 3rd and Rose, and there was a restaurant down there off of 2nd or, or Brooks, I think it's called, and Rose. And it was like – it's just like a, like a breakfast – eatery type thing too but yeah same thing man if you if you happen to show up there at the same time as all the meatheads and there's like all those other there's gold's gym down there and everything they're just like there's just like the restaurant didn't have food right. <laughs> they'd just be like i'm sorry we can't have we can't see you we have yeah. no food left like it was they it, came through they yeah. ate it all sorry, man they ate all our food and I was like, well, respect respect yeah but um yeah the crossfit thing is what wrecked me though man I, I i i really subscribed for about four or five years i was like this is this is the key this is it I felt strong, like br- like ridiculously strong. Like, and also like a big dude figuring out how to do kipping pull-ups yeah. is like is like the fat kid's revenge. I was yeah. just like, yes, I can do like 30, I 50, compete. 60 pull-ups. Yeah. You know, I could never do a pull-up in my life. Um, strict pull-ups are still really hard for me, honestly. But kipping is this like – I love it. It's such a cheat. What's whatever. kipping? Kipping is where you, you get this full body – basically you're fu- tricking gravity. You use your whole body as like a pendulum. You swing, and up. you swing, and you get this wild swing, and then you okay. just start leaving that moment. The momentum just leads you through it, and you you really don't have to do much after.
1: No, but you just have
0: you, to be able to hold on.
1: If you okay. catch one of those kips wrong, you could really damage your uh, yeah, shoulders. I yeah, I chipped
0: I chipped a tooth as Ooh. well. Yeah, I did a little face into the bar yeah. a couple times. And yes, yeah. But your shoulder, yeah. And then when they start getting you into like muscle ups and shit, and you don't you don't really know what you're doing. You've just been doing kipping pull ups for weeks and then they're like yeah now you're going to get up on top of that bar that's when i i fucked the shoulders up but it yeah. was it was my back it was my back all the like the combat the, the wads you know every day is like there's there's not a lot of consideration or tutelage really to tell you to be careful the whole right. community is like yes you can yeah yes you can and you're like literally like bleeding you know rope burn marks up your crotch your back is like throbbing and half probably of it po- is tearing your calluses oh, my off God. And- yeah and like bleeding on the bars and people are like yeah, yeah. Like, that's not sanitary <laughs> right i don't know what's happening there right. what's, what's in your blood mingling with my blood now i don't think of it as an adult's thing no it's young yeah but i was like 32 when i started so yeah. i was like i was already on the sort of like older edge of the the fringes there but i i just was like so taken with it man because it's so results oriented yeah like not even in your body but just like from workout to workout you like that you would just see your strength and your agility increasing and doing crazier and lift i mean lifting like that like how addictive is that you start doing that and you're like oh my god i can do i can do this i yeah. can do it so it's I can see why it became like such a huge phenomenon. Um, I
1: love Olympic lifts. Yeah, I just yeah. don't
0: like doing them fast. Yeah, or like, uh, yeah, recklessly. Right. Like uh, you can't do that stuff because there'll be people that walk into a f- CrossFit box and within three days they're doing like this, you know, 185 pound like cleans, you know, and you're like, yeah, hey, yeah don't do that. You're going to wreck your arms and your shoulders, but no one's there
1: telling them not to, right?
0: Right. So there's all these, like...
1: And there's a reason in the Olympics why they do that one time. Yeah. They do one it's a one-time lift. Yeah. Not 20 snatches in uh, a minute. Uh, uh, it's uh. one snatch. Because it's, like, a hard, complicated movement.
0: Yeah. And I think where people really, really fuck themselves up are deadlifts, man. Yeah. Like, because you just... you You, you fuck up your back like that. You're just done. But, I but I
1: won't do a deadlift anymore. Yeah. I'll do a deadlift with a hex bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that feels safe. Or I'll do a straight leg deadlift. But yeah. a real deadlift, I won't mess with it.
0: I just do – I do like dumbbell deadlifts now. That's about it. Like, yeah. I'll, like at the heaviest, I'll put like a couple of 50s in my hands or something. But like I was deadlifting like 420, 430. Like, you know, and but like reps, reps, yeah. reps, reps. reps yeah. you know? And it's like that whole community, especially at the box I was at, they were – they started to like really get behind me, you know. Everyone was like, "Yeah, oh, look at this guy!" Like yeah. I was not in great shape, but I had, for whatever reason, I could do deadlifts a lot. And then I remember one day walking home after like a day of that and like kettlebell swings. The Wad was like running, de- deadlifts, and kettlebell swings—just an odd pairing of you know, and just like wearing down one spot <laughs> of your body, yeah. especially running with a belly, We're destroy yeah. your hips today. Yeah, and then I remember walking home barely and then like just having to fall on somebody's lawn and lay there until my back stopped spasming yeah like just my lower back i just felt like a lump in my back and i just laid there like sticking my thumb into it for like 20 minutes until i could even get back up and then i went back and i was going seven days a week
1: oh ridiculous man it's too much yeah we we got to be nicer to our bodies i think the whole point is like i i think about uh exercise that I want to do just enough that I can guarantee that I'll be able to do my next workout. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to mess with my next workout. Because you do that easily. You tip
0: that you tip that scale a little bit and it's like, and then every workout that week gets a little bit harder and a little more painful. And like, yeah. yeah I'm just I'm just able to hear you say that now and not and not feel like I'm a total liar when I say me too. Because I like I still have that instinct, you like know, to like crush hit, just kill, kill yourself. I always say, like, I work out like a maniac. I'm like, Who wants to work out like yeah. a maniac? Yeah. How does a maniac work out? Right. It can
1: still be hard. It can <laughs> yeah. still be hard. Yeah, but, yeah. but there, I think there is a fine line. I for for me, the hardest week is a deload week. When you get to a week where it's like, okay, mm. now everything is half, yeah. of what you've been doing. Just sort of like, Ooh, yeah, deload meaning like get rid of some weight. Get rid yeah. of some. Maybe the weights the same as you were doing it in the week prior, but the sets are half, so you're it. doing half the volume. It's of basically like you're doing. A, a
0: week of active recovery. Okay.
1: I so when the
0: pandemic hit and the gyms closed, you know, I me like everyone else was like, oh my god, and I tried to order gym equipment. I couldn't get anything anywhere. I, I couldn't couldn't order even like a dumbbell. luckily, I had, I had bought a, a a concept two, like a couple weeks before. And then so all I had through all of COVID was the was the rower, two, like, shitty old mats, and two rusty old 25s that I found in, in the right. garage. And that's it. And I I got the best results I've ever had in my life yeah. from using this app called Shred that's amazing. Because after COVID hit, too, they were like, well, we're going to release a whole slew of body weight floor routines that you can just do with nothing. And then it was like, like dozens and dozens of them. Like, you never have to do the same thing twice. And I just turned into like a... Like, this is all I need. It was all plyo and all this stuff, you know? And I I, I love it. So that's kind of become my new obsession now. was like, what can I do with my body? Like, can I, I want to start getting into trying to do, like, handstands. I want to start, you yeah. know, all kinds of things, like, you know, where you just realize, like, oh, man, my body is, like, kind of all I really need. Yeah. You know, when you get the sort of vanity out of the way, certain exercises are, like, the idea that you have to do curls to, even though I did some before I came here today.
1: <laughs> but no, yeah. but you don't. And also, if you're not looking to, like, Build a lot of muscle. If you're just going, like, I want to lose fat yeah. and I just want to retain the muscle I have, yeah. you don't need anything else. No. And all it, you need to do is tell your body, like, hey, this muscle, you can't eat it because here it is, I'm using it.
0: Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I find that the – I used to always say that, like, I needed to redline at the gym because that's, like, the only moment that my mind is quiet. Like, I, like all I have to do also is, like, if, all, if the hardest thing I have to do is, like, run up these stairs really fast or, like, lift this thing over here – like that's the easiest shit in the world. Yeah. There's so many other more difficult things I have to do every day, but I, I always thought that the red line was sort of like I needed to almost blank out. I need to like fall on the ground in the gym and just be like beep, like a dial tone, yeah, and just like oh, there's bliss for me. And realize that that's not it's not what I want. I like I want to sort of be present for all of it and enjoy it, and then I feel the like high afterwards so much more when it's like more controlled, yeah, and more within my sort of proper range you know when you're like when you're reaching outside of it and trying to do all these like crazy lifts and things i think that's when i like i kind of lost touch with what fitness meant yeah for me it's like how i feel more than anything and i always feel really good when it's like a it's like a sweat a ton yeah i get my heart rate up for sure but i'm not like uh," like i'm not dying i'm not like in physical pain i'm just like you know yeah it's a new red line it's a soft red line.
1: Every now and again, I'll do a set of legs, and I'll I'll be going back to my car, and I'll be going like, Oh yeah, tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow's yeah. gonna suck, man. Getting on the toilet, and boy, I've done yeah. like straight leg deadlifts and hamstring curls, and I'm like, Ooh, this is gonna not be yeah. fun in a couple of days. But it's very rare. Mostly, I'm looking for what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and I do like those days too, and I still like those feelings of like, Yeah, especially with abs, when I'm like, Oh, I can really feel like it. sitting up in the morning to get out of bed, and you're like, Oh.
1: Yeah, but I think the key and what you're, what you're saying and the key for anybody who's listening to this, and obviously as a relativist, I'm not saying that absolutely. Whatever works for you is fine. Yeah. But I think the idea is like, look, we're adults. We, yeah. We've got kids. We're in our 40s. Our bodies are no longer just going to heal themselves overnight. Oh, boy. We, have, yeah. we do risk like actual injury. And going 100% every day you cannot do that forever. You no. cannot just throw extra plates on the bench press every day. You're yeah. gonna wind up hurting yourself. Ab- like that's a certainty. Yeah,
0: an absolute certainty. And like, yeah, like I said, my, my that one time, my trainer finally stopped me and was just like, "Stop! <laughs> like, what is the end game here for you? Yeah, you're 40 years old. This is when I was 40." And she was like, "Like, stop! You're there's no point to what you're doing." Yeah, she's like, "Lighten the weight, do more reps, whatever. Don't you're going to hurt yourself." And I think that was like – that was a big existential sort of aha moment for me. I was like, right. I'm not going to be – I'm not young. I'm not young. I'm not young anymore, you know, and you have to be careful. And then like I think my mentality really shifted that point too. I was like, okay, if I am preaching to people that I work out so much because I want to feel better, then why did I feel like ass all the time? Why why was I hurting all the time? Why was I – you know, like I didn't have energy for anything other than working out. I would like – I would go to like do my CrossFit every morning and then I'd be wrecked for the rest of the day and then barely get to it the next morning. I was like, that's not really – that's not even close to the goal that I actually set for myself. What I really want is to fucking have energy and feel good and like – and ultimately change my brain chemistry too. Like it really opens up, you know, sends certain uh, endorphins and your serotonin levels go up and all the – you know, dopamine – That's not happening if you're in repair. No. Like total damage repair. That's why I had a a doctor tell me at one point, he's like, CrossFit is so hard on the central nervous system because you're in fight or flight mode. Your body stays in that fight or flight mode because you were just in the biggest battle of your life that morning for an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. And so you stay frazzled. Your nerves stay frazzled all the time.
1: Yeah. I think if you're... I'm not
0: slamming CrossFit, by the way. No, no, I know. I think you can
1: handle it, sure. But I'm an anxious person already and I just was not helping me. At 25 or... Even younger or whatever. And, and and again, these are all arbitrary figures, but I'm saying like a young person who is set up to smash their body that hard and still have a totally normal day. Yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't think that. But I also think that the idea that you have to like if, if you're if you have a goal and if you've had any kind of trouble starting the path to your goal the idea that you have to kill yourself every day is is damaging. Yeah. You're, you're going to set yourself up for failure because whether that is you get to your goal and then you're just like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. And, and then you automatically start sliding you in the opposite man. direction yeah. or you hurt yourself or whatever it is. The feeling of needing to harm your body every day, yeah. I don't think is healthy. Well, and I think it
0: also became apparent to me that at a certain point, it was like flagellation. I was yeah. like – I was like – I was intentionally flogging myself. Yeah. You know, like paying paying for my sins or something. You know, we that's a deeper issue obviously. But like I did truly believe that I needed to punish myself or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then because I was doing it in a productive way, uh, you know, that was OK. But it really was not – it was just like you said. We need to be nice to ourselves. Like you need to be kind to yourself. That's like the complete opposite and uh, I think that the, since you're a sober guy as well, the the addiction elements to that are just so obvious to me too. That It's like, it's, it's such an experience. It's like a high, it's an yeah. ultimate high. So you just get like totally addicted to the wrong parts of it. Yeah.
1: Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When I was riding bicycles, there was a, a thing that was kind of introduced to me pretty early on of like this kind of reverence for suffering. Yeah. And you want to be suffering. You want to be like really redlining it for long periods of time. Right. And man, did I fall in love with that. And it was this like, there's some euphoria there, right? Totally. you, You get into this discomfort that switches over into mm-hmm. true euphoria mm-hmm. and to the point where like after the ride you have to lay down because you've exhausted yourself so much yeah. and this is every day and you're just constantly chasing this feeling of suffering and i can kind of u- use that in times when i'm really tired or really unmotivated and go like no remember that suffering let's go suffer mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit and i can use it that way but it's not the same of like I need to hurt myself. Yeah, that's controlled. You're, you're, again, as a sober
0: person, you have learned how to sort of manage those very destructive callings. Right. But you also probably learned a lot about, you know, I'm, I'm really, with the therapy in the AA right now, like really learning about like sort of, you can take that, same weird addictive sort of motivation from before and just every once in a while pluck it off the shelf and be like, I kind of want that today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you really are feeling like you need that, you can have it that day. But it's not going to be like every day all of a sudden you're like drowning in, you know, these red
1: line marathons. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. the goal is, you know, I, people talk about the journey, but like keep the destination in mind. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I like going out on a boat, but if we just go out on a boat aimlessly, <laughs> like well, at some point we're going to be like, well, yeah. where are we going? Right now. We might want to head back at one point. Yeah. And yeah. then we might not know where back is anymore if yeah. we're not paying attention to the destination. Yeah, you get you definitely I've been lost at sea many times Me too. in my life just sort of like, "Oh." Yeah. Shit,
0: maybe the maybe the destination was kind of important to remember.
1: Yeah, my wife will come and go like, "You're not a professional cyclist." Right. What, yeah, yeah. what are you do you want to work? Like, why yeah. don't you go get a job or like <laughs> <laughs> You've been hiking a whole lot lately. Yeah. What, what I live in Ohio, man. What? People don't hike every
0: day. All right. it's right. like a once in a while thing, go on like a three <laughs> yeah. hour hike and enjoy it and pack some water. And like, I was like going out there with nothing. Yeah. I'm going to go on a speed hike.
1: Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. I lived that too. It's yeah. wonderful. And my wife literally was like, you're going to try yeah. to work for like Nature Magazine. What are you doing yeah. in what's Griffith the, Park what's the goal goal every here, man? day? Yeah. 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 That's funny. I, I, yeah. The, the idea that like we do
0: with the fitness and the everything like it's not saying that this is easy, that you've created a successful podcast, but like there are people that are making a living just by being attractive and working out on Instagram. yeah And like, so the reality is that if you really (laughs) wanted to, you could switch, you could just make that your profession. Like I, I don't have as many followers as you, but like I could probably, if I really latched onto like the fitness motivation thing as my, as my sort of identifying you know space on Instagram, I could probably, I probably could switch destinations. I probably could go. So it's hard to like, you have to. It, it doesn't. It becomes less about like what you could do, and more really about like what is it you want, man? Like, yeah. what, do you really want this to be your everything? You
1: know. Well, I think, and, and part of this. Part of this podcast is just my wife going like, oh, God, are we going to hear about macros again? Like, this is so (laughs) fucking boring. Go talk to somebody else about it. And I'm like, I don't know anybody else. Who am I supposed to talk to? And she's like, put a microphone in front of them. People will talk to you. You (laughs) can talk to people. Go ahead. I give you permission. And then she's like, well, not so much permission. Paige is going to supervise it. Oh well, you've been a very good supervisor <laughs> so far. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but th- but it's been it's totally fun because it is something I know you've been fascinated with for y- years. I've been fascinated with it for years and every single thing I've tried I've been fascinated with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm fas I was fascinated with the idea that a guy like took blood out of me and told me I couldn't eat anything red and like right. had a whole, right. yeah yeah. it gave me all these reasons for it. And I was like, yes, this will change my life. No apples, no red cabbage, no beef, like no red grapes, no red grapes, mm. yeah. only Even white grapes. Even they're more purple, but yeah. yeah. And then somebody later told me, no, no, he was wrong. It's only white things like red yeah. cabbage is fine. White cabbage Just is bad. Just flip it on its head. Yeah. yeah I, I had the same thing. It's it's frustrating at the time because I think you're really
0: reaching yeah. for that life changing little piece of knowledge that you can just apply and immediately get results. Or it's like th- you've tried everything else and it just isn't working and someone offers you this, this brand new solution. But in hindsight, looking back at my journey, however, like 10 years now of like really trying to figure out my body, I'm like, that shit is fascinating. Yeah. And every time you embark on one of those, you're learning something. Every time oh, you yeah. embark on like a, let's call it a, a, a failed mission, you're learning like a ton. You learned a ton about yourself. Your body learned something. So it's like like the the failures are I think just the, not to get all cliché but the failures in my fitness journey are the only reason why I still go. Yeah. I'm still t- trying to get somewhere it's because I'm like, well, it it's it's a never-ending journey. Like it's it's just it's constant learning about what, you know, you can you can do and how you can feel. So like yeah, all those failures really they're helpful. They're really helpful. They're not just yeah. helpful. They like totally have shaped me now. as like a curious human being who wants to stay curious you know I think we do that a lot. We shut down the curiosity about you like especially when we're being shoved all this information all the time. All right. you stop being curious you're just told what to do all the time but man, if you just listen and stay curious about what your body's telling you, it's like
1: it's pretty magical. It's so magical. yeah, yeah. Samuel Beckett, I think said um, ever tried. Ever failed, no matter. Try again, fail again, fail better. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that I love. Fail better. Yeah. Whatever I'm going to do, fuck it. I'm going to fail better. Fail better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I, I have like a, as an actor, I have like a very similar kind of tenet. It's uh, this letter from uh, Agnes DeMille from back in like the, you know, Tinseltown days to this young ingenue. And it, she was like complaining on set about, you know, needing more takes or whatever. And she wrote her this letter. And there's this one quote that says, for the, for the, for the artist, there is no satisfaction. There's only a queer divine dissatisfaction, and that's what keeps you going. And I think it's the same thing with any yes. anything that you that has no attainable perfection. There is no standard of perfection for you know, art or for fitness or whatever. It's like it's all subjective. It's all subjective. You just keep going, man. Yeah, that's I like that Samuel Beckett quote. I like that. that's a good to, uh, Demille Agnes Demille yeah. Agnes Demille. That's a great. It's quote a really too. long quote. The whole thing is fantastic. But I had a director when I was like twenty one on a show on the CW. No, the WB. It was before, before. CW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pre-CW. The uh, first iteration, yeah, of the CW, the very poorly received WB. Right. Although they what they had like Dawson's and yeah, they, they, there was, was there was some pretty pretty hot good shit good on there. Channel, yeah yeah. yeah. Um, he, I was it's this director named Kevin Dowling who I've worked with a ton. But I was like, I, that's what I was doing. Every take, I was like, no, nah, that sucked. I need another one. And I was like a lead on the show, so I'd never really had that that freedom to be like, I'll take another. Yeah. And he he just kept saying like, dude, you're you're good. Like we got it. I was like, no, no. And so finally, on his like third episode of directing the show, he came with this little laminated piece of the 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 the, uh, the uh, letter. The quote highlighted in Laminate. He was like, Take this, put it in your wallet, keep it for the rest of your fucking right. life, man. And you and did. it. Re- yeah, and I have it. I still have it. And I was like, Oh my God. There's no satisfaction, there's only a queer divine dissatisfaction. I love the old timey language too. Yeah. It's so good.
1: It's so good. And Why it's do such I like a great being dissatisfied? I yeah. do.
0: Because it's nice to know that I'll never
1: I'll never get it right, but I'll never get it wrong. Right. You cannot no. get it no. wrong. No. no. Yeah. Somebody said that about art to me once. You can't do art wrong, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Yes." I say that to my kids, but I, you forget it sometimes as an artist. You know, you're just like, "No, I,
0: that's a good thing to get them to start like coloring better or <laughs> whatever." But like, right. you don't really believe that. No, I do, man. It's like yeah. there's there's, there's you no can't way to make do a it wrong. mistake. Like in the beginning stages of, not that we're here to talk about acting, but in the beginning stages of any character development. That's my favorite because, like, you can fucking flail, you can swing wildly, yeah. And there's just no wrong way to do it. You're just like discovering this thing.
1: But so have exciting. you have you? Because I've experienced this a number of times where you're going like, and you're throwing shit against the wall, and yeah. you find something that's so radical, and you're just like, "That's what I'm doing." Yeah. And you go into an audition or something, and you do this thing, and you walk out, and you go, "Why did I pick that?" Yeah. Oh, all the time, man. <laughs> yeah. And that's we don't always get.
0: We don't always get the job. Yeah. You know? Or even when you're like on a job and you're like, i I can just do whatever I want, someone will eventually come to you, a director <laughs> right. or a producer and be like, Hey, we don't like that. We've been watching dailies change. But you know, it is an exciting moment when you like someone hands you the, the the keys and just says, Here, yeah, figure some shit out.
1: You brought up Gosling before we started. Yeah. But he was the first guy that I saw and it was on Remember the Titans. Yeah. Who made a radical choice. Yeah, and yet did it in 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 a in a very subtle way. Yeah, and I think he stole the movie, and I mean that very sincerely. I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah, that's not hyperbolic. Well, you know, me and Gosling have known each other since we were kids.
0: Like we did a TV series together. I'm sure you don't know about it. it was we went to school on like a cruise ship? It Was called Breaker High, and it was this ridiculous show on UPN. Taking it even further back in the WB, and we uh, we we sort of we, it was like a really bad teen soap opera show but me i met ryan and right away i i had already been like kind of a comedic whatever like guest starring actor in vancouver and he showed up and he was like all for playing everything was like let's fuck around he didn't care about the words on the page he didn't care about anything and i was like me too man but nobody on the show liked it. They were like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> and, and we would get, like, people coming down from Saban and, like, UPN being, like, execs being, like, taking us into, like, rooms in the back and being like, we're going to fire you. Right. Start saying the fucking words, you idiot. <laughs> like, who do you fucking think you are? And I remember at one point, Ryan looked at me and he said, I'm leaving the show. I'm out of here. And I was, like, 19. He was 17. I'd never made that much money. I think it was 18. He was 16, actually. And I was like, I'm not. am I going to back him on this play and walk away from the show? But he was like, I'm not changing what we're doing. What we're doing is good. They they can fire me. And I was like, yeah, me too. And then we kept doing it, and we got in so much shit over and over again. And then the show came out, and we were like the breakout stars of the show. Everyone was like, those guys. I mean, you know, for a kid's uh, soap opera. But it was like, yeah, I learned so much from him about like, yeah, just stick to your guns and do – do the thing that you know is, yeah. is better than the thing that they're asking you to do.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I also found like if I was going to make a choice like he made in that movie, I would have done it in a way that I think at the time I would have gone like, oh, that choice equals – really look at me and I'm going to steal. And yeah, he was yeah, yeah. just like, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's yeah. a choice for the character. The character exists independently of everything else that's happened. I always envy people who just can't not make interesting choices. You know, yeah. like, I
0: feel like when I make a choice, it's like, I'm making a choice. Yes. But then, See my choice. Yeah, but then you have to realize, like, the choices that I'm making without – in those moments where I'm not making a choice, those are my weird natural choices, right. you know. But, yeah, I also, like – I'm a big uh, student of truth and comedy. Del Close, like Second City, grew up watching SCTV with Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy and Christopher Guest is like my hero. Like all those dudes, they can't, I don't think too big is in their vocabulary, but it's always grounded. Catherine O'Hara is maybe the most unbelievable, like she can swing for the fucking fences so far out that you can't even see the fences she's swinging for. And she still makes it believable somehow, like every time, every time. She's on Schitt's <clears throat>
1: Creek, right? Yeah, Schitt's yeah, Schitt's Creek. Creek. Yeah, it is my greatest joy. I but she's hear, like a Canadian
0: icon. Too. Yes, yeah.
1: I hear my wife and kids saying "Alexis." Yeah. yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time <laughs> they yeah, yeah. call each other that.
0: Yeah, Alexis, Alexis. Yeah, she's a fucking genius, man. But anyway, we—it's just that—that um, that sort of uh, grounding of your like big choices. You know, like you can swing, but you gotta like gotta bring it in. Yeah.
1: you you got to hit the ball, too, and get on base. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Those things are important, too. Yeah, nobody
0: wants to watch someone whiffing. Yeah, I
1: can be doing my big choice on the corner for the traffic, and it doesn't matter. doesn't make it any
0: less valuable, though. Right, that's true. Just because you can't monetize (laughs) that shit. That's
1: right. Yeah. Tyler, thank you so much for coming in today. My pleasure, it's man. It's been an awesome yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see you, dude. You too. It's been yeah. too long. Tell me the the, the, the name of... Uh... Oh, the
0: company? Yeah. Yeah, Lift to Rise. Lift to Rise. So it's Lift to Rise uh, Fitness Incorporated, and they, they're on Facebook, and you can buy their program, their their introductory program on Facebook, like I said. But then they're also, um, these. they just have a lot of stuff percolating, like really cool stuff, like all along the same lines I was talking about, so check them out.
1: It sounds like, and I think... Uh... You know, guys like that and, and uh Lane Norton and Mike Isratel and guys like this who are who are just giving you the principles that are that are truly necessary for for weight loss or yeah. m- improved fitness, which is like if you want to get Bigger, you need to eat more if you want to get smaller you need to you know and, yeah. and by the way not in volume but in caloric value eat yeah. less yeah and yeah however you shape that is completely fine if yeah. it works for you like that kind of stuff and so it sounds like your friend's really doing a version of that where he's yeah. like let's figure out what's going on with you and yeah. then let's figure out a program absolutely it awesome. it's
0: the growth is like from the, i think their motto is growth from the inside out right and it's just like Yeah, it's not – it just can get so complicated out there. It just can get so noisy and complicated like we were talking about. And then this is kind of just like a clear, clearly lit path to like, here, just take this.
1: Just take this and it's
0: okay to eat. Yeah, you can eat
1: Cucumbers. They're not killing you. You You can eat red foods. Right. Yes. (laughs) Or white foods. Or white. You can eat any color of foods. And I don't know, but brown rice and white rice – probably yeah. aren't that different. <laughs> yeah, I think they're both rice. I mean, we can both agree rice. on that. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. And now for the Q&A. Haley B has a question about whole 30. Her question is, what do I think about Whole30? Would I consider doing an episode with a coach or a chef? Thank you for the question, Haley. I love Whole30. I think it's great. I I, I think that the more somebody can eat whole foods versus processed foods, I, I don't know if scientifically they're necessarily better for you, but I do find that when I eat whole foods, I'm more satisfied and i get to eat more than if i'm eating processed foods so i i, I know i believe there's uh i actually haven't done whole thirty i think it has also something to do with a 30-day thing. I've just never looked at a diet and gone like, well, I can get everything I need out of a diet in 30 days. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not, but I believe the 30 part of Whole30 is about doing something for 30 days. I I did paleo, which I just thought of as a long-term Whole30. Um, And I think it's a, a really super useful diet. I, I don't know that if you – for me, I still have to be restrictive because if I'm presented with a situation where I can eat as much sweet potatoes and, and salmon and steaks and, uh, you know, coconuts as I want, I'm going to eat too many calories. So I do find that if I if I eat foods from that group, I am more satiated. And for longer periods of time, if I if I eat a a salmon filet and a sweet potato and some broccoli, that's a bigger meal than a cheeseburger from McDonald's, but possibly around the same amount of calories, if that makes sense. And I would totally have somebody on on the show to talk about Whole30. Let's uh, instruct Paige right now to find somebody who is a, a Whole30 expert or chef. Yeah, because I think it'd be cool to do an episode on, um, on recipes, healthy recipes. Thank you for your question, Haley. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on the show, please submit it to Glutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong what's worth more than this fear right now and that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being
0: listen to deeply personal insightful and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers listen and subscribe to the unmistakable creative wherever you get your podcasts
1: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Keke Palmer.